Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Philemon, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is what, saints? A liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? It makes sense. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother. It was Jesus himself who said, they will know you are Christians by your love. When you become a Christian, God fills you with his love for people. And you love all people. If you're a Christian, you love all people. I want all the people to say amen. You love all people. You love black people. You love white people. You love rich people. You love poor people. You love all people. You love males. You love females. You love Republicans. You love Democrats or people too. Just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. (laughs) God is love and God loves all people let me tell you a little bit about the love of God you know this week I told you last week and this week I just wanted to just sit bask and talk about the love of God talk about the grace of God let me tell you about the love of God God loves because he chooses to love Did you know? He loves because he chooses to love. God's love is eternal. That means it has no beginning and it has no ending. God's love is sovereign. It's under no obligation to anyone. God's love is uninfluenced. It offers it by himself. It's offered by himself. God's love is infinite. There's no depth and height and length and breadth. And none can scale God's love. God's love is immutable. That means it's unchangeable. God's love is holy His holy is pure. His love is pure. God's love is gracious. Jesus died and thus showed the grace of God towards all men. There is no limit to God's love. There's no person, no sinner that is beyond the love and the reach of God. Is anybody glad about that? There's no person. I want you to clap better than that. There's no person beyond the reach of God's love. God can reach the vilest, the vile, the worst of worst, the sinful of all sinners. Yes, he can. And God's love can and will transform you because his love touches your heart. And we see that in the life of Philemon as he loved God's people. Point number two, a transformation in path or route or plan. Onesimus is on the road to Rome, a thousand miles away from Colossae where Philemon lives and where he was a slave. And I'm sure Onesimus thought he was running away from Philemon. Actually, he was on the road that led right to the plan and the purpose of God. 
Onesimus was on a road to being saved and transformed and changed by the power of God. Look at verse 6 in your Bibles. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ. Paul says, I thank God for you, Philemon, and I pray for you that you will be even more effective in communicating the faith. In other words, Paul says, Philemon, I pray that as you share your faith, people will see the good things that are happening within you and be blessed by you. Now listen, Paul is smart. And Paul is building Philemon up for the big sale. What's that? To receive Onesimus back as a brother. Look at verse 7. Philemon, we have great joy and consolation in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you. In other words, because you love the people, their hearts are refreshed. You know, it's very interesting. This word refreshed in the Greek language, is the same word that Jesus used in Matthew eleven twenty eight, where Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The word refreshed and rest is the same Greek word. Paul says the people of God are refreshed and able to find rest because you share your faith. I love that because it speaks of the value of sharing your faith. Listen, Christian, you need to be sharing your faith. You need to be telling other people about Jesus. You know, maybe you're here today and maybe you feel like Christianity is kind of sleepy. Maybe you feel unfulfilled in Christ. Maybe you feel like you're not satisfied in Christ. Can I tell you something? Can I encourage you towards something? Try this. Share your faith with someone. Find someone. There's a whole world out there lost. Pick somebody. They're standing right next to you at Harris Tater. They're there and there at Food Lion. They're and there your neighbor. There are people at work. There are people on the campus at school. There's a lost world out there. Pick somebody and share your faith. Be creative in sharing your faith. You know, I look for ways to share my faith. I go out of my way. Sometimes it's awkward, but oh well, things happen. You know, I'll, I'll, I, I love, I told you guys, I love to share my faith on the airplane. Love it, love it, love it. When I'm on an airplane, somebody's sitting right here, they can't go anywhere. So I'll, I'll just sit there and pull out my Bible and I'm reading. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the right moment. I usually wait for after takeoff because people be spazzing out, like doing takeoff and stuff. So I just wait to after takeoff and then I take my Bible out and I'm like reading. The person's sitting there acting like they're not looking. I know they see my Bible. You see my Bible. And I, I kind of look over and go, hey, how you doing? You know you say hi to people. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to figure out a ways, you know, man, sh- Ooh, I wonder how many feet we're flying high. You can figure out ways and be awkward about sharing your faith. You know, just jump in anywhere. Just, you know what? Speaking of high, uh, you going to heaven? <laughs> I don't know. You just got to figure it out. I mean, think of something. I don't know. Wait, well, you know, have you ever thought that this plane would have crashed right now? Where would you go? If I want to talk to you. But I just figured out a way. Share your faith. Do you know I ran across these alarming statistics? Listen at this. Did you know that there's approximately 100 million people in the United States that claim to be born-again Christians? And out of all these people, 20% never attend church. 25% never pray. 
30% never read the Bible. 40% never give financially to the church. 60% never give to missions. 75%, a whopping 75% never serve anywhere in the church. 97% never share their faith in Christ. 45% don't believe it's their responsibility to share their faith in Christ. And yet, 100% believe they're going to heaven. And 100% believe that there is a hell. Well, wait a minute. If you believe that there's a hell, then why is it that only 55% of the people believe that they should share their faith? My question is, if you believe that people are going to hell, then why aren't you sharing your faith? And, and how will they hear? Romans 10, 14 says, how will they hear unless they had a preacher. Then you might say, well, Rodney, that's where you come in. You're the preacher. Listen, I'm not, I am a preacher, but so are you. We're all preachers. Preaching. The preacher is not an office. A preacher. The word preach means to proclaim a truth. The word preach, preacher is not an office. It's we are all proclaimers of the truth. We're proclaimers of the gospel. And it's interesting. We say that that we believe that there is a place called hell where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and the worm dieth not. We say we believe in Jesus' words in John 14, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. If we believe that there is no such tell of purgatory, in other words, when you leave this earth, listen to me, when you leave this earth, you have one or two stops. You will go directly to hell if you don't know Jesus. Yep, I said the H word, hell. You will go directly to hell if you don't know Jesus, or you will go directly to heaven into the presence of the Lord. There's no in-between. There is no purgatory. Well, if we really believe that, then why are we ignoring the lost condition of people all around us? Can I tell you something? Sharing your faith is exciting, and sharing your faith, it makes you happy. Thank you, two people. Sharing your faith is exciting. Think about it. Have you ever seen a grumpy evangelist? No, and you never will, because it's exciting to share your faith. It's exciting to tell people about Jesus Christ. And Paul says, Philemon, because you're sharing your faith, people are finding rest and are refreshed in verse 8 through 11. Go ahead and look at it. Now, after telling Philemon, I'm praying for you, and I'm proud of you, and I give this commendation to you. Then Paul pulls up a little closer on the request, and he says, I had a problem. I could command you and pull rank on you, but instead I'm asking. Paul says, I could command you because Paul had authority. Are you listening? Paul had authority. He, Paul said, I could command you. I'm Paul the apostle. I'm a apostle. I'm an apostle, not a B apostle. I could command you. Oh, that was good. You need to write that down. I could command you. I could Demand you. Paul says, but I'm not going to do that. I'm asking you for love's sake. I'm asking, I'm begging. And then in verse 10, saints, I want you to mark verse 10 in your Bibles. Paul finally tells Philemon why he's writing. 
He drops the bomb and writing for his son Onesimus. Now, keep in mind, we have been reading, look at me. We have been reading Philemon for two weeks now. And we've been talking about Onesimus for two weeks now. But this is the first time that Philemon heard the name Onesimus. Philemon gets this letter and he's reading it. Paul's never mentioned Onesimus to this point. Paul's been buttering him up. Oh, you're a great brother. Oh, yes, the church loves you. Oh, yes, you're awesome in the Lord. Oh, yes, the people love you and you love the people and you're a great brother and I thank God for you and I pray for you. He says all that. He's never told Paul or Philemon why he wrote this letter. He finally gets to it in verse 10. He says, I'm writing for my son Onesimus. This is a bombshell to Philemon. Philemon, Paul tells Philemon, I've forgotten him while I was in chains. In other words, I led him to the Lord while under arrest. And Philemon is thinking, Onesimus? You mean Onesimus? That turkey stole my money. And now he'll steal my friends. Paul is my friend. Onesimus, and he's probably, Onesimus, Philemon is probably thinking, and how did they meet up anyway? I mean, Onesimus and Paul, how did they meet up anyway? I mean, where did that come from? How did they meet up anyway? How did they get together? He stole my money. He finally says, I'm writing for my son. My son. Paul says, listen, my son, he was unprofitable, but now he's profitable to you and me. And Paul asked Philemon, receive him like you would receive me. That is my own heart. That is the deepest part of me in verse 12. In verse 15, go ahead and look at it. Perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose, that you might receive him forever. Perhaps, maybe, just maybe. This prodigal slave left your house for a season that is giving you opportunity to have a better relationship later. You know, God works that way sometimes, saints. God will cause separation that there might be association later, perhaps. Perhaps that relative who did you wrong has departed for a season because God has to do a work in them. And when they come back, they're back different and changed and transformed forever. Perhaps, perhaps that situation has come into your life because God is going to use you as a part of the equation to extend the love of Christ. Perhaps, perhaps that person will come back and ask for forgiveness and you'll stand there and they'll see the love of the Lord in your eyes. Perhaps, perhaps your reception of them will extend the invitation that they are truly forgiven and loved by God. Listen, perhaps you can get glad about this. I am glad that God is a God of perhaps. I am glad. Because I am the product of perhaps, perhaps, January 23rd, 1982, I'd go to the BX on Camp Pendleton, some Marine guy standing out there sharing his faith. And he looks over and sees me in the crowd and says, hey, you, do you know Jesus? No, 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 I really don't want to talk about it. Well, hey, well, I'm going to go with you all day long, and then we'll go to church together at night. This is exactly what happened. And we went back to my, my barracks, and 
He sat there and read the Bible while I did drugs. I started doing drugs when I was nine years old. That day, I was 21. I've been doing drugs all of my junior high, high school life. And perhaps that guy would sit there while I was doing drugs. And when I was done, he would say, you want to go to church? And I went. And perhaps that night when the preacher at 7.30 p.m. in Oceanside, California, on San Diego Street, at the Friendly Church of God in Christ, Reverend Hammond, when he said, is there anybody in this audience that would want to give their life to Jesus Christ tonight? Perhaps the Holy Spirit might lift me up and send me down that aisle. And perhaps I might make a commitment to Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. And perhaps 28 years later, I might be standing here right now today to tell you of the grace of God shown to me. Perhaps God has a plan. Anybody glad about that? And I can't stand the thought to think what my life would be like without him. Perhaps God's got a great plan for you. You need to submit your heart and your life to him. And perhaps he'll do for you what he's done for billions and billions of people throughout the ages. We serve. A God of perhaps. Paul said, Philemon, perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose that you might receive him forever. Point number three in our outline, finally, a transformation of value. I want you to look at verse 11, if you would. He wasn't profitable, and now he's profitable. He was a slave in verse 16, and now he's a beloved brother. Paul says, you and I both know he was useless, but now he's been transformed, not reformed, but transformed, and he's been changed by the power of God, and now he's living up to the meaning of his name. Did you know, Onesimus, his name means profitable, profitable, and now he's living up to his name. He is profitable, so Philemon, Paul says, receive him back. And don't kill him. Receive him back. Remember last week we talked about it. This is a huge deal. You got to understand something. Look at me. You got to understand something. This is a huge request that Paul is making. It's a huge deal for Paul because remember, the Roman law dictated that if a slave ran away and was caught, he was to be killed or branded with a hot iron with an F on his forehead for fugitive. So basically, Paul is asking Philemon to turn the system upside down and risk at the risk of what people would say about the guy who let the slave go free. Paul is asking Philemon to have a change of heart, a transformation in your thinking and to go against the culture and do what is right before the Lord, which ain't easy sometimes. Where my people at? Amen. It ain't easy sometimes. Matter of fact, it's hard most of the time to do what is right before God. It always comes at a personal cost. And let me correct the misnomer, if you will, among people. Listen, Christianity is meant to 
be is not meant to be an add-on to your life. I'm going to say that again. Christianity is not meant to be an add-on to your life. In other words, you become a Christian and now you'll have peace. You become a Christian and now you'll have joy. You become a Christian for some people and now you'll have wealth. And now you'll have health. And now you'll have prosperity. You add on. Christianity is not meant to be an add-on to your life. Christianity is intended to be your life. You are a Christian. Christianity is not some belief system or theory you agree with or try to attain to. You're literally a new person. Second Corinthians 5:17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation and all old things pass away. Can somebody help me? And behold, all things become new. You are a Christian. You are new. And because you're new, listen, I'm coming in for Lanny. I know it's hot. It's hotter for me. I'm up here preaching. Y'all sitting down looking. Y'all need to be fanning me. Matter of fact, go ahead. Try it right now. Fan at me. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Keep going. Christianity is not meant to be an add-on to your life. No, I'm just kidding. And now you're new. And because you're new, listen, the things you used to do, you don't do no more. And the places you used to go, you don't go no more. And the people you used to hang around with, you don't hang around with no more. Why? Because you're a Christian. I know it's not the word is anymore, but I said no more. Some of y'all are like, oh, he got bad diction. He need, he, he need to get hooked on phonics. He got bad diction. Oh, he, said, he said no more. Yes, no more. When you become a Christian, things change. And I don't know about you, but are you not tired of hearing people say, I'm a Christian, but they don't live like a Christian? They don't walk like a Christian. They don't act like a Christian. They don't think like a Christian. They don't obey God. They don't do anything the Bible says, but they claim to be a Christian. Listen, if you are a Christian, you are changed. There is a new you, like a caterpillar to a butterfly. It is completely different. So is the believer in Christ. You are new. All things pass away and all things become new. And sometime when you become a Christian, it means you have to say goodbye to certain relationships. Somebody clap your hands like you know what I'm talking about, would you? You got to say goodbye because you're, it's a new you. You're born again. Now you're a believer. And can I tell you something? And I'm going to close right here. Listen, it is a privilege to be a Christian. It is a privilege to be. I'm going to wait while you clap your hands. And it's an honor to be transformed in the image of Christ. I count it a blessing to be a Christian. And I'm happy. I am happy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I am happy. Happier than I've ever been. All of these 28 years of walking with Jesus, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You could not trade my Christianity for anything because God has been good to Rodney Finch. God's been good to you. Now, more than 10, I don't care if you hop, more than 10 people are going to say amen right there. Whew. Y'all a tough crowd. God's changed you. Set you free. You're on the road to transformation. I'm on the road to transformation. Listen, God's not done with me yet. I'm still under construction. You can slap a sign on me that says, uh, excuse my mess. 
uh, under construction. How about you? God's still working, always working, wanting to change us and make us like him. I want to read you one thing before you go. Listen, in Christ, we have a love that can never be fathomed, a life that can never die, a peace that can never be understood, a rest that can never be disturbed, a joy that can never be diminished, a hope that can never be disappointed, a glory that can never fade, a light that can never be darkened, a spiritual resource that can never be exhausted. This is the transformed life of a Christian. I'm happy to be a Christian. You stand proud as a Christian. As the world will seek to press you into its mold, as the world will seek to get you to start thinking like them, you follow Jesus. You do what God has called you to do. Amen, somebody. I'm going to wait while you clap your hands there. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.